0: Well, howdy. Welcome to the Mental Health Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Casey Waller, a licensed therapist and writer. On this show, you can look forward to brief episodes that inform, entertain, and occasionally might even inspire. The goal is for you to know or feel or try something that makes your experience of being alive a little more alive. I tell all of my clients in therapy what I want most for them is to be the happiest, healthiest, and safest version of themselves. I want the same for you, and for me. So with that, let's get to today's episode.
1: On September 25th, 2000, a young man named Kevin Hines stood on the Golden Gate Bridge and looked down at the water 220 feet below him. A voice in his head told him to jump. Since the bridge opened in 1937, It's estimated that more than 1,700 people have used it in their lives. Only 25 are known to have survived the fall. On the day Kevin traveled to the bridge to consider jumping, he made a pact with himself. If just one person, any person, approached him and asked if he was okay, then he wouldn't jump. That was the deal. All he needed to know was that there was at least one person in the world willing to inquire about his well-being. It didn't have to be a family member or a friend. A perfect stranger would have done the trick. But the perfect strangers who rode the bus with Kevin simply stared at him as he wept openly. When he got to the bridge, he still held out some hope. A few smiling tourists approached him, but they only wanted him to take their picture. The voice in his head then grew louder, imploring him to jump. So... This 19 year old kid fighting hard through mental illness and the trauma of his parents' divorce got a running start and leapt over the railing, plunging headfirst toward the water. People ask me all the time how they should help the people in their lives who they suspect are struggling with their mental health. Everybody wants to help, but nobody wants to ask the wrong question or make things worse or, God forbid, plant the idea of suicide in a person's mind who wasn't already considering it as an option. On today's episode, I wanna lower the anxiety for all of you who feel like they need to check in on a friend or a family member that you suspect may be depressed or perhaps even suicidal. What I want to do is help you know how to respond to this person if when you ask them if they're okay, they tell you that they're not. I have found that it's that answer that most people are so afraid of that keeps them from asking the initial question. Everybody wants to check in on the person they love, but nobody wants to be put in the position of having to do something about it unless they feel like they know what to do about it. So, by the time we get through today's episode, I want you to feel more empowered to check in on your loved ones knowing you'll know exactly what to do and what to say. The first thing to know is that you're asking this question is not going to make a person more likely to die by suicide. It's sort of like the people who are afraid to teach sex education to teenagers for fear that it's going to give them ideas about sex. Trust me. Teenagers are already thinking about sex. That's what teenagers do. Depressed people, not all depressed people, but a lot of depressed people, consider suicide. Your asking them if they're okay is not going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. So just put that one to bed. There's absolutely no downside to asking. So what should you ask? Well, be blunt. Say, hey, are you okay? Or, I've noticed that you've been looking down lately. Is everything all right? You can even ask, are you depressed? You can even be so bold as to say, are you considering taking your own life? Any of these questions are better than saying nothing. You're asking the question at the very least is going to let that person know that you see them and that you care enough to acknowledge them. Remember, that's all Kevin wanted, was for one person to ask if he was okay. You will never regret asking someone about suicide. What you will regret, undoubtedly, is not asking. When in doubt, just ask. Once you've asked the question, things actually get easier, not harder, if the person tells you yes, I am depressed, or yes, I am considering suicide. At that moment, your instinct is gonna want to say something. You're gonna feel this burden to jump in with the perfect phrase or the right directive. Quash your instinct. What you need to do in that moment is get really, really quiet and listen, listen, listen. Express no opinion. Make no judgments, just practice active listening. Simply reflect back to the person what they're saying so they know that you're present with them. There's no need to try and offer answers to questions that you don't know the answer to. You're not the professional. So as you're listening, listen for as long as it takes for the person to tell you what's going on. And then here is the only thing that you need to say. It's really, really simple. Wow, it sounds like you're in an incredible amount of pain. I know that if I were in that kind of pain, I'd probably be having similar thoughts. But what I know is that there are trained professionals, men and women who have dedicated their lives to helping people who are having that kind of pain. I wonder, would you be interested in reaching out to a mental health professional? That's all you have to do have the courage to ask the question, listen non-judgmentally, and then point your friend to the professionals who can help. You don't have any burden that goes beyond that. Anything beyond that, quite frankly, is beyond the scope of your expertise. So, allow yourself that freedom of not knowing. You don't need to solve the problem. You don't need to rescue your friend. All you need to do is be enough of a friend to ask the question, listen, and then point them in the direction they ought to go. If the situation happens to be really acute and the person tells you that they are actively suicidal, you can tell them to dial 988. That is a National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. If you dial that number, you will be connected to someone without fail that is in your area and will be able to connect the person who calls to a mental health professional. If you can't remember that, go ahead and dial 911 if you need to. Otherwise, if the situation is not as acute, perhaps the two of you can get on your phone right then and there and look up some mental health professionals in the area. So remember, we're asking, we're listening, we're pointing. I think of it as A L P. We like to point and look at the Alps. We're going to be guided by Alp. Ask, listen, and point. A few other things to note. If you're with a person and the conversation does go on longer and you feel like you do need to say something, here are some phrases that are guaranteed to be helpful and totally safe. You could say, You are important in my life. I'm so glad you're here. You matter. If you want to talk to me about how you're feeling, I promise to listen. I don't care how long it takes. If you don't want to talk, I'm happy to sit here in silence if you'd like me to. I just enjoy spending time with you. You have never been a burden to me. You are not a burden to me now. Look, I don't understand how feelings work, but I know mine always seem to be changing. It sounds like you feel hopeless. Would you mind if I carried hope for you for a while? Okay. Two more things and then we'll wrap it up. If possible, don't settle for a single conversation. Now, bringing up suicide for the first time with a depressed person can feel awkward. Doing it a second and a third time can be even more awkward because it feels intrusive. Even so, it's incumbent upon those who are worried about others to be persistent in our efforts. Suicidal people are often in a fluid situation that can change day by day and even moment by moment. Just because someone wasn't suicidal yesterday doesn't mean they're not today. If you believe a person is suicidal, you should check on that person repeatedly. The final thing I wanna say is a bit unorthodox, but I think it's really important, and it's this. Watch the news. When there are high-profile suicides of people like Anthony Bourdain or Kate Spade, or we have television shows like 13 Reasons Why that get a whole lot of attention in the media, that can put an already at-risk person at further risk for suicide. In the month following the debut of 13 Reasons Why, there was a 28.9% increase in suicide among Americans ages 10 to 17. This spike represented the largest researchers had seen when studying a five-year period. Over the rest of that year, there were 195 more youth suicides than the historical trends would have suggested. So in short, if there's a big event or there's something going on in the news that has to do with suicide, let that be your reminder to check in on your loved ones. All you have to do is ask the question, listen non-judgmentally, and then point them in the direction of the mental health professionals. A-L-P. I thank God that Kevin Hines became that 26th person to survive the fall from the Golden Gate Bridge because he now spends his life traveling and speaking on the importance of asking people if they're okay. Let's honor Kevin and his life by joining him in that journey. Let's not be afraid to check in on those who need it the most.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it was time well spent. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And come find me online on Instagram at Ryan Casey Waller or my website, RyanCaseyWaller.com. See you next week. Until then, may the path you're walking be filled with curiosity, peace, and love.